Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. The following is the live call-in show from Sunday night, March 19th, 2023. Scott could not join us because his Michigan State Spartans were uh, playing a basketball game in the big dance. They did advance throughout the show, so uh, things went well for him, but uh, he was preoccupied, so it was just you and me, and we had the phone lines open and working just great this week. So we took many phone calls and talked Disney. We also talked about the news of the week, including a couple of new dining experiences coming to Disney Springs this year. Also a corksicle store. So if you need a uh, insulated uh, drinking vessel, that's going to be your location. Soft openings coming to uh, Tron starting, well, tomorrow as we're recording this, March 20th. Also a new uh, snack shop right there in Tomorrowland that goes along with Tron. And some new experiences coming to Epcot here. Late 2023, we talk about those and... Then we open up the phone lines and get a lot of fun Disney content, variety of stuff. We talk cruising. We talk the Disney 100 experience in Philadelphia, the exhibit there. Eric calls in with a great review of that. We talk uh, to a DVC member in New Jersey about the experience of going down and scheduling uh, an accounting conference at Disney Springs. And also, he's a DVC member who can't buy an annual pass. We have that discussion as well. Many great conversations on today's show. Don't forget, our podcast is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. I'd love to personally help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Just swing by themagicforless.com this week. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a very huge thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You allow us to keep our show on the air, putting out three to four shows every week, and to keep our archives going. Over 2,300 episodes out there. That's awesome of you. I appreciate it so much. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Coming over this week, Patreon.com. Slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the BOGP Open Line for Sunday night, March 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And of course, you can find me working every single day over at TheMagicForLess.com as one of the senior travel agents. I am very lucky and I get to help folks head to the Disney destinations each and every day for the lowest cost possible. But my main mantra, my main goal is that my guests have the most magical vacation ever. That my guests don't get to Walt Disney World or you know get on a Disney Cruise Line ship and say, What's going on? There's so much to do here. I, I don't have an idea. I want you to be ready. I want you to be prepared. I want to be like the coach in the in March Madness. I want to be that coach that, you know, the locker room before the game, you know, gets has the game plan, gets you ready so that when you're out there, you've been there mentally. You know the plan. You know what to do. And then you can enjoy it. The game's the fun part. The vacation's the fun part. You've got to, you've got to get the plan in place. You've got your ADRs. You've got your 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 park. Uh, reservations. You you know you've got your strategies. Which days we're going to rope drop? Which days we're going to sleep in? Which days we're going to go to the pool? Then you can have a good time. So I'm just excited that I get to do that, and I hope that um, if we've never worked together on a Disney vacation, that we could do that one time and just try it out because I think you would like our services. Even if it's not with me, one of the other travel agents over at the Magic for Less, we really do work hard to make sure our guests have amazing trips because I know how special they are for me. You know, with Paige and Mallory and Pam, my family. We don't get to go near enough, and it costs an arm and a leg to go. So I want to make sure every day is special, every hour is special, and I want that for every one of my guests. So that's just a quick sell. I want you to come and have a good time at a Disney destination. You'll listen to a Disney podcast. Let's make it happen. But let's have a fun show tonight because I'm flying solo. Scotty G is not with us right now because his basketball team, the Michigan State Spartans, are playing right now in March Madness I think I will get in trouble if I do play-by-play play because, uh, you know, they always have that, that thing that, you know, uh, we don't have the rights or anything, but uh, it's a 46-42 game with 820 to go, according to my TV here, here in the studio, and uh, Michigan State's up, so good for Scott. But we're going to take your calls here in just a minute. I see we have a couple on the board, so we'll be doing that in just a second, but let's take some news right at the top of the show. Then open the phone lines. I tested them. They should work. It should not be a train wreck like last week. But let's hit the news over at themouseforless.com. We have two new dining experiences coming to Disney Springs. 
Uh, Ricky is back for maternity leave. Holy cow, that was quick. And uh, she's written some articles for us. So she says we have, let's see here, we have, um, uh, let's go through here. The Summer House on the Lake is coming to Disney Springs in 2023 later this year. And it says it's going to give beach house vibes and you can enjoy California-inspired menu, including simple, sustainable ingredients. Dishes include things like pizza and pasta to fresh salads and sandwiches. Plus, it's going to have Summer House Rosé. Look at that. I got the, uh, the the thing on the end. Along with a selection of wine, beer, handcrafted cocktails, and non-alcoholic drinks. In addition, guests will also be able to enjoy the cookie jar. Ho, 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 cookie jar. A dessert-focused market within the space serving up freshly baked cookies and house-made pastries. Oh, my goodness. It was recently also announced that Corksicle is going to open a shop in Disney Springs for insulated drinkware, coolers, and accessories. Uh, let's see. It's going to be the first retail location. If you're a runner, you see the Corks are cor, Corksicle. Is that how you say it? Corksicle. They sponsor a lot of the Run Disney events. I know they were a big sponsor of Princess Half Marathon Weekends. So you get your insulated uh, water bottles and such and holders and all that good stuff. Uh, they say that it, it keeps your stuff very cold and it's very expensive. So uh, enjoy your corksicles. But they, they do work well. So that's what I've heard. Also, we got some new concept art. And new information about the the Epcot transformation that's happening, you know, dead in the center of what used to be Future World. Now the three new world uh, neighborhoods, they're calling them. So we're going to get later this fall, Journey of Water is going to open featuring Moana. That'll be found in World Nature. That's going to have a self-guided exploration trail to take you through the natural water cycle. It's going to showcase the journey from the skies to the ocean and back again. Then later uh, this year, guests are going to be able to experience Communicore Hall, which is going to open over in World Celebration. It's going to be the center of festival programming throughout the park, and it's going to be home to a new character greeting location called Mickey and Friends, where you can meet Mickey Mouse and some of his pals. It's also going to have an exhibition space that's going to transform with each festival that happens throughout the year. It's been designed by Walt Disney Imagineering to celebrate the legacy of Epcot and the, um, the original Communicore buildings. So here's what I want to, when, when we open the phone lines here in just a second, give me your thoughts on what you saw about that, because I'm excited for this because it's very much what Epcot was, uh, but it looks very much like the old interventions buildings. It looks very similar. It looks like if you had just kind of uh, did a facelift on the old buildings that were there, it looks very similar. I don't know to me, maybe not. So tell me what you think about that. Did they knock something down to put something up that was similar? So, News over at the Magic Kingdom. Both of them kind of have to do with Tron. We're going to have a new uh, snack stand right next to Tron over in Tomorrowland. And this one's called Energy Bites. I like that name. <laughs> Reality Bites. And so does Energy. Uh, but here's some of the things you can get at this little... It kind of looks like the Joffrey stand right there, kind of by Space Mountain. It's kind of about the same size it looks like. Uh, you're going to be able to get some uh, futuristic-inspired treats uh, let's see here. You can get breakfast items, savory snacks, sweet treats, and refreshing beverages. Some of the things you can get, uh, buffalo chicken and dumplings. They're called digital dumplings, buffalo chicken. Uh, let's see. You get, they have chicken dumplings, blue cheese powder, and cayenne pepper broth. Uh, they also have beef and broccoli dumplings. Okay, so that's interesting. The sweet treat, uh, stra uh, strawberry ice o form. The strawberry ice cream mo mo mochi. I'm not a foodie. Graham crackers and a little bit of cheesecake foam to finish it off. I think they, she didn't put it in here, but I'm pretty sure they had like a brownie bites thing too. I saw somewhere. How could Ricky not put that in the article? But they have, they have some, you know, breakfast items. They have some savory things, but I think I'm going to go there for the sweet treats. Finally, the news of the day. Tomorrow, March 20th, Tron Light Cycle Run enters a soft opening through March uh, through April 2nd. So March 20th through April 2nd, Tron will be open for limited soft openings if you're there. So if you're going down uh, starting tomorrow through March uh, through April 2nd, which is two days before the official opening of April 4th, you might be able to get into a virtual queue situation to ride Tron. So that's going to be there. And uh, I think they're also going to have individual lightning lanes for purchase when it is available. So 
look for that. If you're going down, you might get to ride it starting tomorrow, March 20th, if you're listening live here on Facebook or YouTube. So are you excited for that? Are you headed down? Are you? Um, so what are you thinking about the news over at Epcot or over at Disney Springs or Tron? Or anything else that's happened over the... We talked about Lighthouse Point coming online uh, in uh, summer of 2024. What do you think about any of these things? All right, so let's open up the phone lines. It's going to be you and me. Scott's not here. He's watching basketball. So let's take your calls at 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395. We can do many trip reports. But let's if we're going to do a trip report tonight, let's keep it to the highlights of the trip report. Let's try to keep it to about 10 minutes. So that we can get enough phone uh, phone calls in if possible. So kind of think about what the highlights of that trip were. And if you want to do a full trip report, let me know. We'll get you on the calendar because that'd be fun. But um, yeah, let's do that. And I'm excited because I get to go to Disneyland here a week from Wednesday. We're going to get to do some media stuff out there uh, for Disney 100. So we're going to get to go see the, the, the evening stuff, the parade at Disneyland, the new World of Color editions. We're going to get to see the new Toontown, um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, all kinds of stuff. So I'm excited to to head to Disneyland here in about, oh my gosh, about 10 days at this point. So exciting times coming to share here on the podcast. We have our first call. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, it's John from New Jersey. How you doing? Hey, oh man, you're from New Jersey. Oh, I do. Princeton beat Mizzou yesterday. Yep. You're, you're killing me already. No, just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Which team are you talking about? I don't follow basketball. Are you talking about FDU or no? Uh, no. So I'm a Mizzou Tiger fan, uh, board and bred. My studios, Mizzou Tiger Gold, and uh, Princeton upset us yesterday in the big tournament. So it was it was a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in the town where Fairleigh Dickinson is, that Cinderella team. Yeah, hey, I'm, and it's funny. I'm all in with them yeah, guys now. Those guys, they're they're uh, they're giant killers. I'm going to be rooting for them tonight. That's amazing. You know, but the sad thing is they used to call them fairly ridiculous before. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got fans because in this their house. Tuition, their, their tuition was so expensive that everybody called them, no joke, when he went to school in Teaneck, where I'm from, you didn't want to go there because it was, that was the rule. It was called fairly ridiculous. So it was sad, but. Huh. Uh, I appreciate gonna, that. That's, that's cool. Because. My daughter is a, uh, she's director of basketball operations for a small basket, women's basketball team. And they have a small gym and to see that just warms because I saw what their gym looks like. It looks like our high school gym and to see that they're out there, you know, taking out, <laughs> you know, Purdue, that makes me happy. So let, let, we're going to be cheering for them tonight. But anyway, I don't want to derail your call. What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, first of all, I'd like to, you know, congratulate you on the milestone episode that you guys posted. That was so funny. And I wanted to thank you for that. We talked about the best of other podcast episodes. Do you remember you did that? Yeah, I did. I, and more than more than a podcaster, I'm a fan of podcasts. And so many have come before us and uh, I've enjoyed the, the heck out of them. So I was glad to get to talk about them. But I, I just want I know it's off topic, but I wanted to say my favorite, favorite episode that you guys ever, ever, ever did. And I want you to know you were I, I got to fool everybody at my job was the April Fool's episode that you guys did. I don't know if you remember that episode now where people, you know, go ahead. we've done where, a few. So which one was it? Because we've done a couple of them that, through the years. <laughs> well, this one was. You know, the prices of the tickets were so high, you recommended jumping over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. And then, and then you said you offered to help parents uh, dump their trays so you can finish their chicken nuggets for them. <laughs> Not too far from the truth at this oh. point. <laughs> and then you said you could take the uh, pizza... The people who ordered pizza and use it again. Oh my God! I had the. I worked on. I, I worked next to the New York Stock Exchange, and it was so funny. I was like, I don't remember how long ago that episode was. I said, you gotta listen to this. I know I'm a Disney fan. I'm a Disney fan, but you guys gotta listen to this. You gotta listen to this. And people are like, this is what you gotta do to save money. This is what you gotta do. And everybody was into it. They're like, what the heck? It was hilarious. You know what though that about was, about that show? There was. In the news at that time, because when you said the thing about the pizza, that reminded me because in the news at that time, there was something going around social media about showbiz or, or um, Chuck E. Cheese. 
there was some rumor that mm-hmm. they took like leftover pizza and like put them together and made like full pizzas of the leftovers. That's where we got the idea for that show. And I'm like, we're totally doing this. <laughs> that, that fit in perfectly because I told everybody, I said, listen, when I retire, I'm going to be homeless in Walt Disney World. And I had it all planned out. I said, <clears throat> I said, I had, I, I listed everybody where I would shower, where I would swim, uh, you know, up to what time and where I would. And people are like, what? I said, yeah, yeah. If I run out of money, this is the place I'm going to go. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I got it all planned out. <laughs> and, then, and then the episode came out. It was, it was I, I loved that episode. I really did. And I wanted to thank you for all the work you do. Um, because I've been listening to podcasts uh, for so long and they would keep me going. I mean, it would be like, you, you know, you work late, late hours and you just play these podcasts and, and they would just stay in. And, and you're like, I don't understand why they're so addicting. You know, you just, you listen to them and they're addicting. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's because they were free. Uh, I think that's the biggest reason. <laughs> you know, because you don't have to. You didn't have to pay for the content. Right. The other content you had to pay for. Right. You know, and what it is for me, I think, and I thank you, first of all, because making the podcast is always my fun part of the week. I, this is, I, it's, it's a joy to do this. And that's very kind of you, but you know, every, every, cause I get a lot of new podcasts on Mondays, you know, cause a lot of them go out on Sunday nights. And so when I, you know, open my phone at five o'clock in the morning on Mondays, when I get ready to hit the, the treadmill, I, I still get excited when I say, oh, here's one from the Disney dish. Oh, here's one from, you know, this week in tech. And here's one from this retro show. It, every time I see it, it, it I know it's going to be there, but I get excited because like, oh, I got new content to listen to this week. And it, it, for me, what it is, it's like, I feel like I've been listening to these shows for some of them for over a decade. I feel like I know these people. I've never met them, but it's like, I got to keep up. What have they been up to this week? You know, like what's been going on? So that's kind of how I feel. You met Lou Mangello because of the way you talk about him. I figured you met him. No, I've met I've met Lou a few times. Yeah, I've met I've met most of the Disney people, but I listen to a lot of like oh, technology okay. shows and stuff. And I've never a lot of those folks I've never met, like the famous, more famous people. Hey, you guys are famous. Trust me, you guys are wonderful. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm a dude sitting I- in the middle of Missouri in my basement right now. I'm not famous. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, during uh, during COVID, we literally I was I, I work from my basement with a virtual background. And it looks like I'm in my office. It's hilarious when I'm not in the office. So trust me, where you are means nothing. But uh, no, but I, I wanted to thank you. Uh, I'm actually excited about all these new uh, all these new things opening up. Uh, you know, I'm going to see what I'm going to do. I have to go down to Florida because I'm organizing a conference. This is a, a first conference that I'm doing in Walt Disney World since uh, since about right before COVID. And uh, we're going to be organizing it in Disney Springs. It's an accounting conference. I, it doesn't sound exciting, but, I, you know, I, I helped the team, you know, organize this. And I'm pretty happy about that. And it was so funny. It, it's just nice to have an excuse to go down there. And I usually bring the family down. So I probably won't be able to go into the park because I'll be at the conference. But I think my kids will be there because uh, the kids will be out of college and it, it should be okay. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. You know? I mean, just to get to go down, it's exciting because, you know, I've done the same thing where we go down for cheerleading most years. We're not going this year, but they don't let the girls go into the park until they're eliminated from the competition. Right. So. <laughs> it's one of those things like we've always made the finals. So it's like, Oh, can't go today. Cause we got a cheer again. Oh, we made it to the finals. So we can't go into the parks again. To, and you got to buy three day tickets going, you know, up front as part of your cheer package. And we're like, well, dang, can't do that. So it's one of those things. Like it's exciting to go to Disney for a conference or, or competition or something. But then again, it's like, you're so close is a Disney fan. Like, dang, I left a couple times and just jumped into a park like early in the morning you know, Matt would be cheering at like 1030 in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'll make, I'll, I'll get an Uber. I'll be, I'll be there by the time you cheer. I promise. But I'm going to go ride two rides because <laughs> I had a pass. So yeah, I get it. But I mean, Hey, so what, how, how hard is it to organize something like that? I've, I've never had to organize anything. I just kind of go well, along. We're organizing it in Disney Springs. You know, you know, where uh, the, the Wyndham is right next to Disney Springs. Oh yeah, sure thing. Mm-hmm. Will you walk to it? We're organizing it there. Um, we had to pick a hotel because it really depends on having sponsors, okay? And the sponsors, <clears throat> the way it works with the sponsors, like, you know, so let's say they sell, they, they consult this accounting software. They like to go to a hotel where they can get points so that they can take their family for free, 
later on in the summer. So that's the problem about organizing it on Disney property because they don't have a reward system. So it's once we take it off Disney property, it's a lot easier to get sponsors. You know, if you're at a Hilton or at a Wyndham, at a Holiday Inn, any of those hotels, because, you know, these people travel for business and, and travel is back again. So what they like to do is they'll pay for a lot of the costs. You know, the, the cost of the meals is going to be like 300 bucks for two days. And we're only charging 200 because the vendors who are sponsoring it are we're paying a good up. chunk of the cost. Yeah, I see that. So, yeah. and, and, and what happens is you, I mean, you'd be surprised. The moment you say Walt Disney World, everybody volunteers to, to, to help. <laughs> it, it, you, know, it, you know, I mean, the only problem is a lot of companies like, oh, you're going to go there. and this, and that. But the good thing is because it's technically not, on, not a Disney resort, it, it, it's easier to get approval, you know, because once they see like, you know, the, uh, oh, you're going to the Swan and Dolphin, you know, people, everyone knows that. Yeah. But, you know, the Disney Springs ones aren't as famous. They have good meals. And, you know, if, you know, and they have their own transportation system. And if it doesn't work, you can just walk over to the, uh, to Disney Springs. You know, it's yep. not like you're stuck. So, uh, I mean, I learned about Disney Springs because I got sent to a conference years ago. It was at the Contemporary. And my company bought, they are, we're not paying you that much money. We're not paying you. So I said, okay. And then, and then I found this hotel. I stayed off property and I just, I took a cab there with with a bunch of people who were staying there, and and it was very cheap, you know. But I I liked it. I liked it. It, it. I think you could do it easily because you do this podcast. But well, no, I because I, I, I mean when we went down for cheer, we always stayed because every year we did this four years in a row. We stayed at a Disney Springs hotel. We stayed at the Holiday Inn. We stayed at the Hilton. We stayed at the Hyatt. Yeah. We stayed at we all we, we stayed at the B, which is down a little bit further. We did that whole row. Because again, I think the whole thing with the gym was that they had like rewards programs. You know, the, the gym owners were the ones who picked the hotel. And so they probably were trying to get everybody the reward. I, I get it. I mean, Disney should have a rewards program, but that's a whole nother show. <laughs> the, as much as I go, I'd be living large. I'd be living large if they have one. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. Seem to understand, they, they don't seem to understand that the rewards is are very key to the people who are like, the, you know, the people traveling, because if you're going to be away from your family, you want to spend time with your family later on. So, right. you know, and then the biggest one is Hilton. If you can get it at a Hilton, you're, you're just like in heaven. You know, those are just, those are the best, but you know, the Hilton was booked when we were doing it. And, you know, so I, hear I mean, you. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I wish they did and, rewards. I mean, like I use a Disney visa exclusively just so I can get my rewards points. I know there's other, cards that have probably better deals but i go to disney so much you know that I'm, I'm loyal to them so you know it'd be nice well D- disney's got you though you know what i'm saying like i'm still going to disney so they probably don't need it but it would be it would be a, a nice gesture it would be nice yeah 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 that'd be cool that would be cool i mean you know i've actually spent a lot of time when i didn't like when i bought the kids and i had a conference i didn't go into the park because it didn't make sense to buy a ticket so I would like, you know, at night I would, you know, meet them off, you know, off property, either at, uh, <clears throat> either at the Swan and Dolphin to eat. And then I would just go back and let them, you know, they're old enough now where they can just do stuff on their own. So it's not like I have to be there. And, and unfortunately the tickets are at the cheapest. So you don't want to blow a lot of money just to, just to go in for three hours. I no. mean, I used to have an annual pass, but during COVID I let it expire and I can't buy it again. So and I'm I'm a DVC member, so I got to go down there anyway. So you know, oh, that just burns me. The DVC people cannot get their their annual passes back. That just that just rubs me so the wrong way. That you own a DVC contract, and that you can't purchase an annual pass again. And I'm not even a DVC member, but I just think that is one of those things that just bugs me because I just think some things are just wrong, and that is you know. It, I don't know. That is that, you know, and, 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 you know I, I gave up my family's annual passes during COVID. I, I kept mine because, I mean, I knew I'd be traveling for work, right? I go a lot. So I kept mine, so I use it a lot. But my girls don't have them. So, like, for example, we're going for the cruise in July, and we're going to do, like, two days before the cruise and two days, two or three days before the cruise and two or three days after the cruise. But the problem is, like, with Magic Your Way tickets, they're only good for two days longer than how many days, right? So 
if I buy a four day ticket before the cruise, it'll be expired after the cruise. So we're either going to only have to do the parks before or after. So we'll like probably do a water park and do putt putt like before, and then maybe do the parks after or something. You know, it's, you really got to get creative when you don't have that flexibility of an annual pass, which we're totally used to having. It, it makes you think about things I a little mean, different. I did the first thing I would never thought I would do. I bought an annual pass to universal last year, just so I had something to do. You know, it was, <laughs> I, I I never thought I would do that, and the kids had a great great time. It wasn't like it was a it was a bad time. It was it was a wonderful time. But they're, again, they're not Disney. The only thing that I would do if I went to Universal again, I would stay on one of their hotels that gives you front of the line access right. because their lines are really long. I mean, I'm sure the I haven't been into a Disney park, so I can't tell you, but I'm sure the lines are really bad in the Disney parks too. But you know, for, I don't know. It's okay. You know, I, I just like walking around, you know, yeah, I really same here. Do. I'm getting but older. I'm a, I'm, a DVC, I'm a DVC member. And, you know, this is an interesting thing because Disney banned, you know, I bought my original DVC on the resale market. Disney turned around and said, you don't get the perks. If you buy it on the resale market yep. after a certain period of time, now there's a trick on how to handle it. You know I mean, you can cut me off if you want to go to another show, but there's a trick like, if you bought it from Disney, right? If you bought it from the third party, you can add on from Disney. And once you add on from Disney, you're, you're on, it's like you originally bought. From yeah. You're, le you're legit so at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to me. But now that the fact that they don't allow people to buy annual passes, it really doesn't, there's no disincentive to buy on the secondary market. So, you know, because if they're not going to let you, you know, that was the big thing is you got a discount on the annual passes. And yep. now, you know, now, now you, uh, you know, I mean, the DVC is cool because you get to stay in really, really nice hotels. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't go to Disney parks, the hotels are really nice and you can have a lot of fun. So it's not, I, I can honestly say it's, it's been very valuable to me. It hasn't been like, oh, I got ripped off, you know, but, you know. I get I it. I wish I could buy the pack. Hey, maybe they'll, we make things happen sometimes. So maybe talking about it, this will happen this week. Who knows? I mean, we talked about Ricky and bam, I she had a baby that she had a baby the next day. So who knows? We'll, we'll cross our fingers. You and Wade, Wade's I looking for his. Idea. I had an idea about a restricted annual pass where they said like, like instead of having blackout dates saying here's an annual pass, but you can only, cause Disney doesn't want you coming. 400 times right you know you know what i'm talking about right yeah. so because they, they want to restrict it so maybe they could come up with something so that you know you know like hey you know here's an annual pass it's a restricted dvc and, and you could only come let's say 15 or 16 days and then that way they're you know they can budget the dates you know what i mean I, I yeah. understand what they're trying to do. I still though think an annual pass, an annual pass. It's you know annuals a year. You should be able to go when you want. I mean, I just uh, it's expensive. So I they just need to they need to make it happen because they do renewals. They could they could, it's it's will because they're, they're the problem is they make way more money on Magic or Way tickets than they do annual passes. That's the bottom line. They get you know they're they're holding on to it is every day they hold on to it. They're making more money on Magic or Way tickets. They know that, and so they're going to hold on to it as long as they yeah, can. I'm an accountant, and I disagree with that because if you have an addicted person, let's just say, like, I've got addicted kids, okay? You know, if you have a kids who are addicted to Disney, every chance that you can to spend money that is anything Disney, including, you know, uh, you know, getting Disney Plus or getting – or you go to the supermarket, and instead of getting the regular cereal, you get the one that has the Disney character or, uh, you know, you know getting a shirt that says Disney. Don't, I don't think they're counting that. So if they they take these kids, they take the annual passes away and let's say more and more people, you know, say, hey, you know what, maybe I'll I'll stick with Universal. They're gonna get addicted to Universal. And I think they lose long term revenue. No, I I, 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 I agree I with that. I no, I totally agree with that. They're not looking long term. They're looking short term. They're looking at right now save right now maximizing profits, but they're gonna lose brand loyalty. I agree because that's exactly what they're doing with cutting uh, Magical Express. 
they're forcing people to kind of explore other third party options and maybe, well, I'm not trapped in the Disney bubble anymore. I'm go over universal and while I'm there. They're hard selling annual passes. Just like you said, they're not very expensive. Why not get an annual pass? You're exactly right. It's not long-term looking is what it is. You know, you should do a, a show on like eating off property, the really good restaurants off property. You might've done one already. You know what? But, you I, know, I, I, Pam Forrester was down there for over a month and a half. So, and she found some awesome places, especially this Mexican joint that I wanted to go to, but we didn't. We'll do that because she found some good places. But I, yeah, I got to roll because I got some other people trying to get in. I want to get them in yeah, tonight. But uh, hey, it's thank great you. talking to you. Hey, bye. I appreciate that. And don't be a stranger. I appreciate you calling in from New Jersey. Thanks so much. Thanks. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. All righty. The number is 407. We got our next call, so I guess don't need to give the number. But, hey, who's joining us next? Hey, Mike. It's uh, Tom. How you doing? Tom, it's Mike. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Thank you. So What's going I, on? Every time I get a chance to call you in and, and, and you pick up, I feel like I lost my uh, all my good luck for the Powerball this week. So. Oh, man, dude, don't don't let me root for your basketball team. Let me just tell you. Hey, I'm, sli- I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm just sliding back and getting a soda. I'm, I'm yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. I wanted to um, – uh, well, two things. One, I don't know if you heard, um, but I, I have a reservation in June. And we're staying club level at the Wilderness Lodge. And I got a call today from um, Signature Services. They usually call you a little bit before um, your reservation and everything. Yep. They have a new offering exclusive for club level guests, um, minivan service to and from the airport. I've heard that. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've heard heard, heard that they're 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 testing it with uh, club level guests is what I've heard. Yes. So you could book it 60 days out. So same as your dining. And uh, I think, I think he said uh, $199 each way. So kind of pricey. So, but it holds six uh, people though, right? Uh, yeah. Up to six people. So it's, uh, it's 199 per car up to six people. Huh. So let me just tell you, I, cause I always take Uber cause I've been going solo for the last few times. Uber usually costs me 45 bucks plus tip ish. So just a comparison there. You could probably be in like a Civic or something, you know, with somebody that doesn't talk to you, which I mean, a lot of times I'm, I'm happy if they don't talk to me because I, I take that 5 a.m. flat. I usually sleep. I put in my AirPods and, you know, I'm out for 20 minutes. What, what do you think about that? Are you considering taking the minivans over? So I, I don't, you know, personally, I've done the car services um, for about half the price. Yeah. I think maybe around like 120 ish or so, 125. The past couple of years, I've done it, you know, with a tip. So I, I, I prefer the guy waiting, holding my name on the little clipboard. That is cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's only happened to me once at a. I went to a media event and they're like, "Okay, so what time are you gonna land?" I was like, "Well, why does it matter?" They're like, "Well, because we're gonna have a car there." And I, so I thought I was gonna have to go out, you know, to find a car or something. No, there was a dude in a suit with like a iPad. I was like, as soon as I saw the guy, I was like, "This is the coolest thing in the world." I was like, "Can we get a selfie together?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah. yeah." First thing I did was send it to my dad. I was like, "I don't know what else happens in this whole thing, but it's I've already like I, this is the highlight of the whole trip. I haven't even left the airport yet. <laughs> I my name's on an iPad." <laughs> I know it's, it's so bougie. <laughs> it is totally. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, do I, does, cause he went and got my bag. I was like, you don't have to get my bags. Like I'll get, I, I'll get my suitcase. Like this is, trust me. <laughs> yeah. just, just, I, we, let's go. No, yeah, it's really cool. They have a special spot that they park. Yeah. I, I, I for about 50 ish dollars deeper each way. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think I'd go that route, but, um, you know, I get, you know, if you have kids, the minivan, you don't, have to, you usually have to pay extra for car seats, I think. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Uh, if you're getting a car service, but the minivan's got them. So, um, plus it'd be cool to pull up in a minivan. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I did take one but, from the airport one time because we, this was, again, this was just luck. We were standing in line for Magical Express. And sometimes those lines were like long to check in after, you know, you land, you, you, you didn't get your bags. You just went directly to Magical Express and you stood there and then they told you, it's so long. It seems like it's forever ago. Remember they tell you like what shoot to go down? Like, oh, you're in shoot seven. You know, that's where Pop Century is. Or you're in shoot three because you're going to Wilderness Lodge, whatever. 
And we were waiting in that line, and some guy just walked up and like, hey, how's it going? Did you guys have a good flight? I'm like, yeah, I had a good flight. Yeah, it's fun. And he's like, so where, where are you guys headed? I'm like, Pop Century. He's like, uh, you want to ride a minivan? I was like, yes. This is, this is right when they started. I'm like, how much is that going to cost? He's like, oh, we're just testing them. It'll be free. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I told my family. I was like, to Pam and the girls, I'm like, get out of that line. We're getting in that minivan. <laughs> It was awesome. It just luck. Yeah, it was that, such luck. Yeah, that that, that is a, that is pretty good luck and a pretty cool experience. So yeah, but you see, because as much as I miss Magical Magical Express, we almost never took it back from the airport, or sorry, from the hotel to the airport because of the three hour um, thing. Just be, yeah, the three hour thing. I, you know, I, I would just I would just Uber at that point. So, um, but. That's just me. So see, here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so paranoid of missing a flight. I, <laughs> I force myself. I'm like, okay, I, I do the three hour thing. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I'm in my Uber three hours before my flight. Like I use the magical express mantra, or, you know, philosophy. I'm an idiot. Like, because, and then I sit there and I'm like, I, I could do a whole day's worth of work at the airport waiting for my flight at the gate. Cause I get there so early, but I mean, I'm early for everything in my life. You know, I'm one of those people that, if you're not, you know, 20 minutes early, you're late. You know, just my dad, you know, pushed that into me when I was a kid and it just, I can't shake it. <laughs> when, when people show up late, it is <laughs> and like, and people that like, you know, if they walk in at the last second, I, my heart can't take that. I get nervous. Yeah, no, no, no. There's that uh, old mantra we used to use uh, uh, way back in the day. Uh, uh, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yeah. You're late, you're forgotten. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, because I, I mean, I played sports. You know, you had to be the first one there. Yeah, and, and I get it. But like, see, because I, I, um, I don't usually get to airports by myself, and I'm traveling alone very early because uh, I, I pack just a small carry-on. I mean, I've gone overseas with just a carry-on. I have pre-check. I have global entry. So, like, I always breeze through, and I forget when I'm with my wife. She doesn't have that. <laughs> so <laughs> we, have Sorry. To, we have to slop it with the rest of the, you know, non-pre-check people. <laughs> I know. Take I the st- laptop out and the shoes. and I do all that. Um, I, I keep meaning to, to get something like that, but I just, I go through with the regs, you know, the normal people. I don't know. I don't fly that much. Yeah. I, I fly more now than I used to for sure, but, uh, oh, well, one of these days. Um, yeah. But I also wanted to, um, throw my two cents into something uh, the other day on your show had a question about where's the best place on a boat to avoid seasickness. Oh yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, so it is a uh, center line close to the center of the ship. So you want to get as far down below closest to the center line, closest to the middle of the ship. So, so you want to sleep you, in the you, engine room. You want to be lower. Rock. You want to be lower than than higher. Because I've always heard higher on the ship. You, yeah. Now, I mean, cruise ships they have those um, stabilizers, mm-hmm. which which might help a little bit. Well, they they help a lot. Um, so I used to work on a cruise ship. Oh, um, cool. So, uh, well, I was a. It was a part of my training. I, I did uh, about sixty-five, seventy days on a uh, as an engine cadet working in the engine room, oh, but. Okay. Um, yeah, so the lower, it's always you want to be low, close to the center. Because, you know, when you, you know, pitching up and down, you know, you're, you're probably right. Up high is good. But when the roll, the higher you are, the more you're rolling to the, you know, off that um, center of gravity of the vessel. So, yeah, I don't want to. I guess think it about depends. That. Yeah, let's, let, 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 we got the podcast cruise coming up in 100 days. Let's hope there's no pitching, rolling, or anything except, uh, you know, maybe in like a baseball simulator, you know, pitching back some uh, shots of tequila or something in the tastings. That's about all I'm worried about. Well, that, that's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> crazy guys like me. That's why it's hard for me to get on a cruise ship, you know. I, <laughs> ships are my life. So I can't walk on board a ship without looking for something. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That's like the hazard of the job. I know, like, I, yeah, that's the same with me. I with a lot of things. I'm always like, you know, anything educational. Like if I'm in any kind of an educational institution, I'm always breaking everything down. Like just enjoy it, Mike. <laughs> just you're here to yeah. have fun. Yeah, it's all no, so so what was that like? I mean, being on a ship that long. Was that did you enjoy that or was that something you just kind of uh 
Yeah, I mean, because I've always been curious about that because it seems like, now again, I'm way too old to do this, but in, in a past life, I, I thought like a great job for me would have been to be one, not like a cruise director, but on the cruise director's staff, I'd like to host like the trivia, like the small events, right? I think I'd have been good at like hosting yeah. the trivias and the, you know, I'm, but the only thing is like the whole, the, on these, re, you know, on these like, you know, uh, cruises I've been on with Disney Cruise Line Royal, like the whole cruise director staff are all good dancers because they dance at like the sail away party. They dance at like, you know, in the discos at night and they'll have these choreograph. I can't dance for the crud. So I'd be terrible at that. Oh, I guess I could yeah, learn, but, but yeah, like, I love to host putting yourself out there. I, yeah, I know. But I, and I have no problem making myself look like a fool. I do it five times a week on this show, but, um, yeah, I do it all the time right, when I'm with my daughter. Right. So I do it for free, you know? So, I mean, I think it'd be fun, but I mean, was there something surprising about being on a cruise ship that long? What, what'd you think? So I, I, I loved it. It was a great job, especially when you're younger, but like I, I worked in the engine department, so I kept the lights on the, the props moving Well, we had as pods. Um, but, uh, so I, I had a different experience, but because of my position, we got to go like eat in like passenger dining. We got oh, nice. to go to the bars and, and hang out and, you know, we had to wear our uniforms. But, you know, mingle with the passengers, talk to them. Uh, we were given um, credits so we could, like, buy a passenger a drink. So if they came and talked to us and asked us questions about the engine room, we could, like, buy them a drink or something at the bar. Uh, so I, I, it, was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. I worked on ships, all types of ships. And, um, you know, at least we had lots of people and interactions and it's a lot more fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, um, but, no, it's it's a great it was a great experience um and i so i were i was with the uh, norwegian cruise lines ncls in hawaii so it was american you know all american crew um for, for the most part well everyone yeah everyone was american for the oh, most wait, part they so had, wait uh, you said you, you were Coast on so, were you on pride the pride of america so i was on the pride of aloha pride of so okay let, let me just tell you i've actually been looking at that actual cruise because my wife for her 50th birthday, she's been wanting to go to, she's been wanting to go to Hawaii for 20 years and we've always gone to Disney because that's like my thing. And now that's what I do for a living. And that's just what we do. We've gone to Disney countless times. She's asked to go to Hawaii for 20 years. She just turned 50. So I'm trying to make it happen for her. So we're trying to decide whether to go to a resort, but we were also looking at that because we were looking at going to all the islands. Like, right. We wanted to, you know, like kind of have like a sampler. And we like cruising. Yeah. So I was actually looking at that uh, that actual sailing that takes you around the seven night sailing on that ship. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Yeah, it's actually. It, it, I mean, it's God. This was years and years ago. I'm, I'm, this is over ten years ago from now. Not now, but no, it's a great sailing. The only problem I always have had with it personally is, um, you know, if you're going to Hawaii and you only have a finite number of days off. Uh, you know, seven days is kind of wasted. I don't say wasted. That's a bad word, but you know, you're, you're dedicating seven days of your Hawaii vacation on a cruise. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we we're looking at because like the flights, the way the flights were going to work because we we're going to fly Southwest and it would have been really hard to make the flights work because obviously with a cruise ship, you know, it's got a, it's got a, you know, onboard time and a, you know, debarkation time. So you don't have as much flexibility as just getting to a, you know, resort whenever you want kind of thing. But, you know, it looked interesting. Like I was very curious because obviously that ship's not as big as like, you know, the Disney dream or the Disney fantasy. It'd be a very different experience, but different's good. You know, like I don't mind different. I would like to have different. But I mean, then I've never, I've never gone anywhere far away in my life. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to think going to Hawaii. Like I'm excited to go to Disneyland in 10 days. That'll be fun. Well, look at it this way. Why, well, you know, you, Go to, go to Hawaii for the cruise and then spend some time at Alani. Yeah, that's what I was... I, see, the thing is, and I, I know this sounds terrible on Disney podcast, my wife kind of wants to do something besides Disney because we always... Uh, she says, and I get it, right? Like, everything we do is Disney. And she just wants one trip. <laughs> like, yeah, I get you it. Know, I get like, it. And I mean, Alani's not like a hard Disney, you know, thing. It, it, like, I think she'd be fine with that. But it's like, I, I'm trying to like, you know, it's like a 20 year to one ratio kind of thing. You know, like she has never complained about going to Disney world, which I mean, why would you? Right. But I mean, there's, uh, there's also something to be said for seeing, you know, she's never gone to Hawaii. She's never gone 
to like the beach in California or, you know, gone to the mountains in Colorado or gone to Las Vegas. You know, she's given up all those vacations because like, I've always wanted to go to Disney and that's what we do. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to like honor her wishes on that trip. So it, it it's hard for me because I want to go to Alani, but I'm yeah. also trying to, you know, be, be a good husband at the same time. Well, do a, do a, um, a layover in San Diego at the Hotel Del Coronado. Yes. And then you get a little <laughs> bit of Disney because that's yeah. what inspired the Grand Floridian. Right. I've seen that. Yeah. And I know people that have stayed there. It's pretty amazing. Hey, well, hey. Yeah, it's a nice hotel. Well, hey, I appreciate you calling. I'm going to uh, jump here so we can get some more calls in before the top of the hour. But it's uh, so good to talk to you. And thanks for sharing your thoughts. Uh, that was just uh, great to hear that. And don't be a stranger. I'd love to talk to you again. Yeah, sounds good, Mike. You take it easy. Hey, have an excellent week. Thanks again for calling. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Right, take care. All righty. We have another call. Let's get this one in here. I believe it is Eric out in Connecticut. Eric, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Um, I just got back from the Disney 100 exhibition out in Philly, and I thought I'd give you a call and tell you how it was. So let me know, because I'm curious about these events, kind of like D23 and, you know, the expos, all those events that are away from the the Disney destinations, but you can still get your Disney fix. So what did you think? So um, it's about $25. It's held at the Franklin Institute. And um, what I would call it is it's a really good museum exhibition of Disneyana. Um, you start, it, it felt at the beginning, I was concerned that it would be oversold. Um, as in physically oversold, as in too many people there, because you wait in a corral and then they put you in this long hall and they only let you in like a few people at a time. Um, and when we got in, it was like 45 minutes in this line. And unlike Disney, there was like nothing going on in this line. You were just walking up a long ramp. And then when we got in, it enters into, um, they bill it as a hologram of Walt Disney. And there really is this impressive animation of Sorcerer Mickey, but it's kind of Walt Disney projected on a scrim in front of a screen, and um, they kind of oversold that. But um, as you get in, the crowd loosens up. You go first through um, the history of the studios. So you're walking through an early part, and if you've ever been to the Walt Disney, um, what's it in, in Hollywood Studios? What did they call it again? The One Man's Dream? The, the one man stream, you'll, you'll feel very familiar as you're walking through the first part. There's some studio memorabilia. There's a timeline. There's some drawings of Oswald. Some of them were done by uh, Walt himself. Others were done by uh, a Disney animator. One of them is definitely an of Iworks of the dancing skeletons from the skeleton dance, which nice. was cool to see. That's super cool. And then as you're walking through this, you come to a room that looks like there are crystals, kind of mirrored crystals around. And as you turn around the first one, it's the actual book that they open at the beginning of Snow White because they, they open a, a physical book there. Really? And you're like, oh my gosh, that's the, that's the book from the movie. Holy they cow. have the actual physical book from Sleeping Beauty where they did the same thing. And this room is filled with like memorabilia from the movies, but not just like, oh, here's a costume of Mary Poppins. They have the snow globe from Feed the Birds. Oh, man. That's um, awesome. <laughs> they have one of the horses from the carousel scene. And I don't want to give away too much, but that's kind of the thing that they have as you're walking through each of these rooms. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's an original Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal. Or you get to the park, and not a lot of it is about the Disney parks, but there's a famous shot of Walt Disney on the train, and he's holding a stuffed Mickey, the engineer. Oh, yeah, yeah, where he does, the, he does the arm, like a kind of stick or something. Yeah. Yep, it's there. Oh. That is actually <laughs> there. And, and we were, they have a full-size Nautilus model from 20,000 Leagues. Oh, man. So... You know, as we were walking through, we we're like, okay, that's nice. And then, like, your jaw just drops at some of the props and things that they have. Um, some of it was, like, amazing, like that stuff. Some of it was, um, they had a uh, pirate ship from um, Peter Pan, one of the, the ride vehicles. Oh, There's a few a few interactive bits, too, where you can, like, 
touch a screen and we'll show you how they made the characters like Moana and they'll tell you about the inspirations and stuff. And, and those are, are fun. You know, the kids love going to those, those interactive tables and the adults are walking around and like, is that the reference sculpture for sports goofy? And it was the reference sculpture that they use for sports goofy because when they do an animation, they make a, a 3d model before they do the animation or they did back in the day. That makes sense. And there was the one that they used for, for sports goofy from the shorts or Elliot from, um, uh, Pete's dragon. So it was $25. And I'd say, if you don't mind standing in that big long line, as you go through the actual museum exhibit, the line begins to disperse as people begin to, you know, spread out among the exhibit. Um, I was not expecting much and it's not a very big exhibit. I think we went through the whole thing in about an hour, hour and a half, but for $25 for a Disney fan to, to walk through and see some of these incredible relics, not just of Disney history, but like of film history. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just a, an excellent excellent exhibition and i know it's only going to be in philadelphia london and in one other city if you can make it you should go if you're a disney fan or, or a film fan in general it's it's really really worth the time first of all that was an excellent review and teal is in our live chat and she's curious about going so she appreciates you calling in with this review that real quick where is it in philadelphia where, where's the venue it's at <laughs> it's at the franklin institute um, right on Museum Row. Um, you know the the steps that Rocky runs up? Now you're talking about language. I, I, I do know that, yes. <laughs> yeah. When he's running down that whole avenue, there's a huge avenue full of museums. There's a Rodin Museum and the, the world-famous art museum. The Franklin Institute is one of those museums along there. And you can either get a time ticket for the exhibition itself, or you can do the Franklin Institute, which is kind of a combination science children's museum. Um, that's it's an excellent museum. So you can do either the museum and the exhibition or just the exhibition. I think the museum and the exhibition is forty five to seventy five dollars. But the exhibition itself is twenty five. And again, it's excellent. The, you exit through a gift shop and they actually had some very nice merch there, too that I had to stop myself from buying because I have too much Disney stuff already. <laughs> I, I hear you. If I bring how many more Disney stuff, my wife's going to kill but me. If, if you're looking for like a good coffee table book of Disney's hundredth years, they, they have some, some fine stuff in that gift shop. Um, they had like, they had interactive things from music like a lot of the uh, Annette Funicello recordings that you could put on your head, <laughs> you could put on headphones and hear, you know, some of Hollywood records and the early Disney records there, you know, it, it was just an, an excellent, it's an excellent ex exhibition. That's, that's awesome. That's I, wish, yeah, I wish it was going to be in the Midwest. Well, one last thing before I cut you loose here. So, and again, I appreciate you calling in with this great review because it's going to help out a lot of folks, especially when it hits the feed on Thursday. Uh, was, was it hard to get tickets? Did you get them day of, did you buy them pre-sale? You know. should buy them in advance. I did not buy the tickets. Um, my, my friend did and surprised kind of, I don't want to say quite surprised me with them, but was kind of like, Hey, let's do this. And I hadn't even thought of it. So like she planned all that. I couldn't help you. I don't know okay. how easy it is to get tickets anymore or anything. I know that they're not sold out, but maybe days are limited because I tell you, it was, it was packed. It was like we were at the parks. You saw people walk around with the Disney shirts. People are wearing their Mickey ears, <laughs> you know, cool. yeah. like we, we Disney people are a special breed. That's oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to find. I'm sure there was a lot of, uh, those stickers on cars outside in the lot, you know, the, the Mickey yeah. heads and stuff. Yeah. The, we're, we're breed. Absolutely. We're totally, <laughs> well, that, Eric, that's awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to share that with us because, uh, that's something that could totally fly under the radar and could be in, you know, you could be up mm -hmm. near Philly and totally miss it. And that'd be a shame. Oh, sure. Absolutely. If you're in Philly, go see it if you can. All right. Hey, Eric, you have a great week. It's good to talk to you. You too. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. All right. 407-413-9395. The calls have been rolling in tonight and I'm so appreciative of that. And I will give a report that Scotty G's Michigan state Spartans have survived the weekend moving on to the sweet 16 and, uh, 
will be playing next weekend. So good for him. And uh, it's always good when uh, one of our teams advances to the Sweet 16. All right. We're heading out to Pennsylvania with our good friend, Brooke. Brooke, what's going on? Happy Sunday. Hi. Happy Sunday. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I haven't made it over to the Frangel Institute yet. And I'm, you know, I'm outside Philly, too. I have no reason not to get there. Hey, we do what um, we can so as a podcast family here. Eric, Eric hooked <laughs> us up. Yes, I'm, that's awesome. Um, I was hoping to share a funny, not funny little story from Marathon Weekend that I learned um, that I haven't shared with too many of of the listeners. Is well, that go, okay? Hey, go for it. I need a swig of soda, so okay. it's all yours. Have at it. So, yeah, this is, um, this is funny. Uh, so it was my first time, everyone, at, on a, a race weekend. So I didn't kind of know the layout of everything. And I just finished the, my first half marathon, and it felt great, but I was very tired. And um, someone offered me a ride back to Pop. So I thought, oh, great, I'm going to take a ride in a car instead of waiting for a bus. And so I walked towards the, the, the parking lot of Epcot. And, um, and, you know, I really had no idea where I was going. I was just following along with Marlesa and then even the Nymans. And, um, and, and then I got a text from Mindy, a lizard, and she's like, do you want to grab uh, lunch or breakfast at um, Primo Piatto? And we, I hadn't been there yet, and you guys have talked it up. So I was like, yes, I want to do that. So I just said, you know what, guys, I'm going to catch a bus to Riviera. I just turned around, and, and the cast member was like, oh, it's the opposite side of where you are now. You have to go back to the bus area. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then I took two more steps. I'm like, actually, you can't go. You just crossed this imaginary line of, like, no return. You can't go back into the race area. I'm like, but I, I was there two seconds ago. And they're like, no, you just cross. This line is the line. Like, you can't go back without going to the front of the park through security. And my legs are wobbly. You know, I just did my first test. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, really? I'll dump my bag out. Like, you know, I'm still I'm sweaty. I'm obviously, just have a metal around my neck. I'm like, you can, you can search me. You can, I'll throw my bag on the ground. You can toss it, you know. Just let me back in to go catch a bus because now my friend's left. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't. You have to. So, and I had no idea if there was, like, this no entry line that I crossed. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go f- try to find my friends in the parking lot. And they had mentioned that they were in, like, the last row of the parking lot. So I, like, hustle with my tired legs into the parking lot looking for Marlesa, and, and I, really, I could not find them. So, like, I'm wandering around the edge of the parking lot, you know, in my race gear. Well, so by this, by this point, you should have signed up for the full marathon because you're getting close probably. I, I know. Well, <laughs> actually, at the end of the day, I had. <laughs> but uh, uh, but, um, but a, a cast member finds me, like, wandering around the edge of the parking lot. She's like, you look lost. And as she said that, I just, like, burst out into tears. Because, like, emotionally, I'm stranded. Yeah. I can't, like, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know where my friends are, and they won't let me back into the race area, and I just want to go to Riviera. And, you know, the cast members are so kind. That's, like, you know, that's one of the things that makes Disney. Disney. And she's like, and I was like, can I just, do you think if I call an Uber, they'll just come pick me up over on the road right there? She's like, no. Just, like, let me call someone with a golf cart. So she called someone with a golf cart. And they came and picked me up. So I have a, I do have a photo of like teary eyed me riding in a cast member golf cart. And they drove me up to the bus area and like the rideshare area. But they dropped me off at the buses. It wasn't really at the ride. It was only at the mini, the mini drop off, but not like where you can get an Uber. So I was like, well, I'm here at the buses. I guess I'll take a bus over. And I wander all around the buses and then. The cast members like there is no bus to Riviera because you have to take the Skyliner. Oh yeah, because yeah, because um, Skyliner again. So it's a Skyliner yeah, resort. So, oh my god. So I'm walking, and then I'm walking and walking and walking, and I'm exhausted. My legs are toast. And then so then I call a lift, and then I'm running because the lift is already there. So then I'm like running from the bus area over to the actual lift area, and I can't tell you. I think five people said, "Hey, you just ran. Chill out. Like, hey, no need to run. You just finished the race." Because I'm, you know got my mylar blanket on and I'm running to the lift and then I get to Riviera finally this nice lift driver who's actually like a maintenance cast member who like worked all night doing Epcot maintenance and then does lift rides afterwards <laughs> on his way home to pay for his gas to and from Epcot I thought that was funny but um so he takes me to Riviera and then the guy at the gate didn't want to let me in because I wasn't 
a Riviera death. Oh my God. You're like, I have have worked so hard to get this Madame Croak sandwich for breakfast. It's now lunchtime, but I'm still. (laughs) I'm like, do you see me? I have a Mylar blanket on. My face is sweaty. Wearing a medal. I'm just trying to get Please. to have uh, yeah, I throw a croque yeah, yeah. because Scotty G said I uh, have to totally. get one. I, I throw myself just, at people's mercy at that point. I'm like, Scotty, like, we don't know who Scotty G is. I'm like, he's a legend. And he tells me I got to have the sandwich. And I have just run 13 miles. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> let me he through here. I'm just going to buy a sandwich, and then I'm going to be in. on my way. He didn't want to let me in. I'm not vandalizing anything. I'm not bugging anybody. <laughs> I'm going to mobile order a sandwich. I'm going to sit in a seat for 10 minutes, slam <laughs> the thing, and I'll be out of your hair. <laughs> exactly. I'm, like, I'm coming here to spend money to eat here. And I'm obviously decked out in Disney gear, like post-race Disney gear. And honestly, I was at the point, if he didn't let me in, I would have got out of that lift and like laid down in front of his gate and yeah. like made him move me. Cause I was, I was done. Like emotionally I was done physically. I was beyond. It was just such a funny way to end my half marathon experience. And I learned a lesson like, Cars are not near buses, and there's some imaginary line you can't cross. Well, back see, I didn't even I didn't even know that, but it makes sense. I mean, there yeah. has to be a like delineation from the security, like yeah. this is where you're clear or not. I mean, I get it's, why they have that, but totally. you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be careful now, and I'm walking away to make sure, like, okay, uh, this know. is like this is the point of no so return at this point. So make sure, <laughs> but you know, th- you make a good point though, and this is something for first time runners. Maybe folks are going out for spring surprise here in the next few weeks. Yeah. There's many times this really hits me over marathon when I'm doing dopey, but a lot of times I'll just think about what do I want for breakfast? And if I don't want to go back and get a shower immediately, which I usually do, but sometimes I'm hungrier, like I'll take the bus to the hotel that has the breakfast item. Like if, if I want beignets, I'll get on the French quarter bus, get beignets, then catch an Uber back to wherever, like a pop or wherever I'm staying, (laughs) you know, I'll go to my breakfast location first. Exactly. And that's what we want to do. I mean, I was so hungry after the run and, um, I learned one of like the benefits of staying at a more budget friendly pop is that you do get to like ride the Skyliner to like other dining places. Right. <laughs> if you had enough hamburgers or whatever at, at, at pop, but, um, it was just a really funny story. And really, of course, by the end of the day, I did like my steps equaled, like, I think it was like 21 miles. I was like, I should have just done this. You're in the neighborhood. But um, <laughs> but that's my inspiration for next year to try it. But uh, it was just a really like funny story. I mean, not funny at the time. I was like, crying, I say it was kind of um, tragic actually at the time. But uh, yeah. you know, it's it's a, it's a good heartwarming <laughs> yeah. story of uh, you know the human spirit overcoming multiple obstacles yeah. in one day. And the cast member was really helpful in trying to get me where I needed to go. The gate guy, well, I don't want to talk about him, but, but the, the Epcot cast member was really nice. Those rule followers, um, those people that follow rules down to the letter. And I get it. I, I was like, <laughs> No, I get it too. I know. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm sweaty. You can pat me down for all I care, yeah. you know? Um, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, if I'm going to do um, something bad, I'm not doing it after running 13 miles. I'm doing it before I run 13 miles. Like, seriously. Who does exactly. it after? It, yeah, it was hard. It would be hard for someone to sneak back in with bad intentions when they're all like decked out with their metal and their miles. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's commitment. In Tanja, she's in the live chat. She says that was the perfect blending of magical and not so magical. That's perfect. That's yeah, exactly right. Exactly. That's, that's a little yin and yang right there for you. Yeah, and I thought of it when you guys are doing a podcast in the past couple of months about like pictures that you have that have funny memories. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll always have a, a picture of me teary-eyed on a golf cart riding through hey you know what they they always say i listen to a lot of country music uh, the last 24 hours because i'm trying to avoid basketball after my team losing and uh (laughs) you know there's there's a couple songs that that are real popular right now that just talk about how everything good or bad is a memory and you know with time the story gets better so that's how you gotta look at it and I think going forward that Prima Piazza will be my post-race tradition. There but I'll, I'll take the bus. But, but, but yeah, but let's make it a little easier. Let's get there like quicker next time. Let's just let's just uh, exactly. go back into either I would catch the bus. That's the easiest way. Or or just go back through the park if you got a park reservation yeah. and catch the Skyliner. Yep. But I describe the bus is your way to go. Yeah. Um, and before I stop, I have one quick question for you because you were really helpful this week. I emailed you about um, – passports for cruises and you told me that i can just have a driver's license and birth certificate um because i have to get my passport renewed and i was really that was 
great, and that's all I do for my daughter. But I forgot I don't have a U.S. birth certificate because I was adopted from internationally. So I have, so I probably do have to get a passport my renewal. I would yes, correct? definitely like, do that to be yeah, safe. I don't have a U.S. birth. It says official birth certificate. Now I don't know. I'm not 100 percent positive because I've not had that come up. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the renewal. Fast track that. Yes. <laughs> passport it. Passport it, and then I can sleep, please. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Please have a passport. That'll make me. Yeah. Cause you yeah. just gave me heart palpitations right there when you said that. Cause I'm like, uh, I, know. I don't want to like, have to wave like, to you. Yeah, birth certificate from we're, Columbia from the yeah. 80s probably doesn't look that we're, we're on the same cruise and I don't want to have to wave to you as we're pulling out, you know, like that'd be, that'd be, just, you know, then you'd have another that, story that like, you know, late July, we'd have another story to talk about here on the show. And I don't want to talk yeah. about that one. I want to talk about a second nope. golf cart kind of situation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah. yeah let's not yeah. do that. <laughs> cool. I'm crying uh, right. Yeah. Now. Okay. We're not doing that. Get, okay. okay. We're nope. hanging up, and you're getting the passport thing rolling tonight. <laughs> Let's go. Because yep, you're giving absolutely. me a heart attack right now. Let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's for real. All right. Oh my god. Well, okay. Thanks for taking my call. Have I appreciate it. You talk everybody. to you later, Brooke. You have a good week. Thanks for calling. Great story. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Thank you so much for keeping me company for the great calls. It's so fun talking Disney with everybody. Uh, Mike, I'm sorry I didn't get you calling with past the top of the hour. We got a roll here, but uh, next week I promise you'll have the phone lines open. But uh, our community is awesome. We get to talk about Disney. We get to talk about the good stuff. You know, the exhibit in Philadelphia. Eric gave a great review of that. We got to talk about being on cruise ships. What it's like to live on a cruise ship. You know, we got to talk about the new stuff coming to Walt Disney World. What it's like to be a DVC member right now in these weird times where you can't buy an annual pass. This is what this community is all about. We're Disney fans. We support each other. We got to talk a little basketball and a little Team USA baseball, too. So it's pretty awesome. But thanks for being my friend over the past 15 years supporting our show. I cannot thank you enough for that. I love doing these shows. I hope you always know that. Hope you can always tell. It's not just like, oh, I got to do a show. I love doing these shows. This is so much fun. We'll put two more out. We'll record two more tomorrow on Monday. So please join us around 545 Eastern. The crew will assemble. We'll record two more shows. We'd love to have you join us live in the chat for that. And uh, we'll be filling up your feed with more podcasts this week. So thanks for being a part of all of our shows. Don't forget our podcast brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Again, we'd love to help you plan that next Disney getaway. Just swing by the magicforless.com today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And also, thanks to our patrons. You allow us to put these shows out not once a week, twice a week, three times a week. We put out four or five shows a week. And it's because of your support and our patrons get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get that, come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media this week. I'd love to talk to you there in between shows at be our guest. Mike, I'm usually over on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, subscribe to the show on Facebook or YouTube. Just search for the be our guest podcast. You'll get alerts every time we go live so you can join us. And we love to have you here as a part of everything we do because it's our show, all of our show together. And uh, it really is. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here and hope you can join us on Monday as we record the shows live. That'll make it more fun for us. And if it's Thursday, you're listening to the show on the feed. Thanks for hanging with us. Hope you enjoyed a little variety here on a Thursday. So until we get back together again, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.